You are listening to the Adults on Disney podcast, episode five. Today, we're talking shit about Dumbo. Hey everybody, Shamrock here. Welcome to the Adults on Disney podcast. If this is your first time listening, thanks so much for coming. If not, welcome back to this shit show. Adults on Disney is produced every other Tuesday for your enjoyment. An audiogram will be available via YouTube for my deaf and hard of hearing audience or for anyone who wants captions. I hope you come back often. Now let's do this. This is episode five, Dumbo. This is your host, Shamrock. I have my amazing husband, Bryce, joining me again today so we can talk some shit about this movie. Are you you ready? I'm going to take a nap. Uh Uh-huh. We're recording. Okay. So, hi. You should read the content advisory. No, you go ahead. But you did such a good job last time. Well, then they can listen to that episode. (laughs) You're such a jerk. Ugh, so Dumbo has another of these content advisories, which apparently they're going to have to do on every movie between, like, the 40s and 50s. But it says, this program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. And of course, the cats want to meow right now. That's not going to work. This program includes negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversation to create a more inclusive future together. Disney is committed to creating stories with inspirational and aspirational themes that reflect the rich diversity of the human experience around the globe. And the uh, the content they speak of, is it's the crows. It's definitely the crows. See, and I don't really think so. I've actually was doing a lot of research, and I don't think they should be an issue. Well, the only reason that I say that I don't think so is mostly because of things that I read. It's definitely a different experience watching it as an adult than when I was a child. I mean, I loved The Crows as a child anyway, but what I had been reading about is that in their depiction of The Crows, their name in general, like the leader of The Crows, his name is Jim Crow, obviously... It has a hand in in connection with, like, the segregation laws and all of that stuff. They actually changed his name to Dandy Crow, I want to say, on one of the releases that came out after this to kind of, I don't want to say cover up, but to take care of that racial type issue. Jim Crow was a minstrel show character from the 1830s. He was always depicted as being dressed in rags with a battered hat and torn shoes. And he had like blackened face and hands and he was an African-American field hand. So that's why it doesn't really tie too much into the whole Jim Crow crow. Because they were, they're very well dressed. They're fairly well spoken. You know, and all of them except the leader were actually voiced by black individuals, which is uncommon for that time period. So, I mean, in a sense, yes, it was probably, it probably bothered people that they had these crows that were black, that were supposed to be black people. They were the only ones who actually apologized to Dumbo for making fun of him. 
and they were extremely supportive and helpful of him too. So yeah, that's, that's why a lot of people are like, they're not so bad. You think that they're, they're an issue with the movie? Why? I don't think it's an issue. I think that that's what they're talking about because it's, I don't know, a bigoted represent, representation. Oh my God. <laughs> and you don't even have wine today. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like that's the thing that seems a little off color. No pun intended. <laughs> You're so funny. They didn't really do anything that was ultimately racist or stereotypical or like negative. No, because the mouse was really nasty to him and didn't want him around. Ah, that's true. He was. I completely forgot about that part. He was real nasty. Yeah, to him. he was. He, he was did rude. not want them. <laughs> he was really rude. I completely forgot about that. And thinking about the mouse, there was a part where he was like freaking out the elephants when they were all being mean uh, to Dumbo. And he actually does like the Napoleon Bonaparte like stance. He gets the little hat and puts his hand up at his chest. That blew my mind. I'm gonna have to post that to social media. Overall, this movie is really sad. It mm-hmm. hurt. It made me sad. I mean, for the most part, that's all it is is a sad story with a redemption. Literally five minutes left in the movie they have dumbo's redemption and then the movie's over right because he ends up flying and everybody's like oh my gosh and then he like makes all this money and has his private little coach and it's just 56 minutes of him just getting shit on yeah it's That's uh all it is. it's unfortunate and it really pisses you off too because just how they treat him you know like the lady elephants, they're just so rude to him, the way that they treat him. and Yeah, they just played the stuck-up old ladies. Mm-hmm. Gossiping and talking their shit and, you know, excluding him and everything. Oh my god, there was so much alcohol <laughs> in this movie. There was a lot. There yeah. was so much alcohol. Like, not only is it all the clowns that are drinking alcohol, it was like the ringmaster was drinking... They got the alcohol in the water, and then they go on this freaking crazy psychedelic trip, like, completely drunk, which was also crazy. And I was just like, how is this appropriate? I mean, maybe that's also one of the, well, no, because it says negative depictions and stereotypes has nothing to do with that. So why isn't the alcohol a problem? (laughs) Or the smoking? There was a lot of smoking in this, too. Yeah, it doesn't. And it's still G-rated. Anything in the rating? Yeah, for it's still G-rated. Use. It should be PG because in a lot of movies nowadays, it'll say like PG for smoking or alcohol use or you know inappropriate stuff. When he's talking in the ear of the ringmaster, and he's like, "And you're going to climax." Like all I could think of was really bad things because I'm like, this doesn't sound very appropriate. Well, yeah, I'm watching it with Rowan, and he says climax like 27 times. Yes, he does. Like four minutes, and I'm just sitting next to a seven-year-old just like, oh my god. This... Like, can you guys say another word? Can we? Can we... Well, and Rowan was all into giving her input in the beginning of the movie, but she passed the fuck out. <laughs> And I took a picture. <laughs> yeah, right, right at the end where the crows show up and I don't know. 
she just put on a blanket and she was out. It just wasn't that interesting to her, so she didn't even see him fly. But well, that's a bummer. I'll have to make her watch it again to see. And I don't know, but for some reason in my mind, I thought like Jiminy Cricket was in this movie too. For some reason. It's very similar. Mouse. Yeah, it's very similar because there's the main character in the story who has some kind of mission or, you know, path that they need to, like, go down. And they have this sidekick miniature character that's supposed to help them, guide them, teach them along that, you know, to get to that path. And I feel like that's probably why you felt that it was very similar to Pinocchio. Possibly. Because, I mean, that's what he does. And it's funny because when I was doing all of my research about this movie, it's based on a book. Everything is fairly similar in regards to, like, Jumbo, Dumbo, that whole thing. Um, Instead of him being Jumbo Jr., he was just Jumbo. And then, you know, they made fun of him, called him Dumbo. The mom, her name, Mrs. Jumbo, she was actually named Mother Ella in the story, which was interesting. And they didn't even have the mouse. So it wasn't Timothy. They actually had um, Red the Robin was the character that helped him in the book, which would make sense, especially if he's going to fly, like his sidekick being a bird that would more easily teach him to fly. But what they wanted to do is they wanted to parody the stereotypical animosity between like elephants and mice. So that's why they had you know, little Timothy Q mouse guy yeah. be his sidekick because, you know, they're supposed to be afraid of them or hate them or fighting or whatever you call it. But now it's like his best friend. So that was interesting. And it's funny because I don't ever remember this movie being so short. Like it's literally only 64 minutes and I'm pretty sure it's the shortest like Disney movie of all time. <laughs> and it's funny because the company, the RKO people that did the film for Disney, like that he went to to be like, hey, I want you to like produce this film. They're like, dude, they're like, you need to either make this like 70 minutes long or you need to make it into like a short, you know, like 15, 20 minutes or whatever. And Disney was like, uh, no, I'm not going to do that. It's like, take it or leave it. And so he finally convinced them, which Disney has the amazing power to do, to let him go forward with the 64 minutes. It was just unheard of. He was even saying that just adding an additional 10 minutes to the movie could have cost like $500,000. I don't know. Did you feel like it was too short or was it just long enough? Like, I mean, I don't know. It was never one of the films I ran to when I wanted to be entertained as a child and yeah it's depressing as fuck <laughs> well the whole bit with when he's drinking and it has the pink elephant stance and stuff like that I don't even remember that and really that shit haunted me I was no, I didn't I like it I don't even remember it and I hated I'm it I'm watching yeah Rowan's like it's scary i thought it was scary too when i was and then she age. fell asleep so. <laughs> but i mean i'm watching it and it just seemed pointless right 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 like it didn't need to be in there i guess i get what happened is they were 
drunk and he flew up into the tree somehow and they needed to make that segue from being at the circus to being in the tree <laughs> i guess so and decided to go that route with the drinking yeah i never i never cared for that scene there's like their eyes are black and empty and they just it was it was just freaky and then the fact that they're walking on two legs instead of four because all the elephants in the movie are walking on four legs and so that is just creepy and all the different i think the biggest thing that scared me is the creature that's made all out of elephant heads like his arms are all elephant heads and his legs and his body like it was it's just it was so freaky and uh, and like you said it makes you wonder why <laughs> yeah, yeah. why did this segment have to be that long again it it was like a piece out of fantasia it was well and that's just exactly what it is that's what i was going to say is they reference technicolor in that uh, scene mhm so it literally had nothing to do with the plot and everything to do with Disney just flexing like, <laughs> like they like to do. Check this shit out. That's literally all it was. It's them just like, all right, so now that you're nice and depressed, look at these pretty colors. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't, all right. I don't understand. Right, right, right. And the fact that it was here. all pink. As a whole, I don't like Dumbo. I didn't like the movie. It was boring, sad, and... I don't know. There wasn't much to it. The animation was okay. The best animation in the movie, I think, is when they're putting up the tent, like in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And that whole sequence watching it with done Rowan, pretty well. You know, she's like, oh, they're making the elephants do everything. I was like, well, elephants are the strongest, smartest, biggest animals they have, and they're making them work. So it would make sense if they actually used elephants to help lift the tent, which they right. probably did back in that time when they were doing circus on a regular basis right early 1900s when it was the primary form of entertainment right you know they put a lot of effort into that shit now they just go and rent out facilities facilities (laughs) and stadiums and shit the circus like we saw here in cheyenne where they did the circus inside the the arena at the college it, it was like a horse arena or some kind i think for like barrels or something like that Mm -hmm. at the college yeah no it is the one thing that i did remember that i really liked about this movie is the soundtrack i think overall the movie is very sad it's very depressing but the music it has such good music especially the you know i've seen everything when i've seen an elephant fly that's probably the most iconic song from this movie and it's sung by the crows and you know, in the beginning, just the entry, like, you feel like you're walking into a big tent and you're going to the circus and you're going to have a great time. Like, just the music. I've always really enjoyed the music. Baby Mind makes me tear up. It's a well, great song. That's it's what extremely I was just sad. about to say. The most iconic song is Baby Mind. That is the number one song in the movie. That's, like, if you get Disney albums, like the one that we grew up with when I was... I don't know, less than 10. I remember my mother buying the CD and it was all the uh, Disney classics performed by famous artists. And that one on there was like the highlighted one. And that that one is, yeah, that's just like that song. You hear that song and you know what it's from. 
Right. And it's and that's all and that scene's just sad as shit because his mother's all chained up inside of a. She's all chained up because she was defending her child who was having its ears pulled and its legs pulled. And they're like, eh, it's an evil elephant. And they chain her <laughs> up and put her in a small cart. And yeah. And then she's just in there. Mm-hmm. The whole fucking movie. She's just in there. Just like, yeah, well, she's still alive. She's in chains. And yeah, no, it is. It is. It's really, really sad. I mean, in that, they the did. The remake was so different. Oh, yeah. No, they totally changed and. You know, in a way future episode, we'll definitely dive in and, and tear that one apart. But the music, it actually won Best Musical Score, which was pretty great. Um, the song The Baby Mine was actually nominated, but it didn't win, unfortunately. Yeah, there was just, there's so many pieces about this movie that... It makes you feel so many feelings. Like, you feel anger, you feel frustration, you feel sadness, you know, depression, and, you know, that unfairness with bullying, and, God, I fucking hate bullies. I hate them. Like, listening to the old ladies and the gossiping and they're talking shit, like, you just want to beat them up. <laughs> and then the little boy, he's making fun of the elephant. Did you see how big his fucking ears were? Well, that and was... he had buck-ass teeth. That was the point. <laughs> Like, you ever seen ears that big? And, his, and they focus on it like that. Right, right. Like, that was that's, the point. That was him. The best scene in the entire movie, though, by far, was when he brings Dumbo to the train. He brings Dumbo down and he's calling, looking for where he's going to go. He's calling for Jumbo. And then all the noses stick up, like, over here, it's right here. Oh, the here. stork, yeah, Mr. And then, stork. And he's like, oh, okay. And it's got all the older ladies, or all the other ladies, rather. Like, which one are you expecting? And they're just like, oh, I would never, not me. <laughs> all stuck up, like. Uh, over there, obviously. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah I saw there. that. I saw that. Well, and then the thing that, that kind of bothered me is, I mean, it was cute because he's like reading from his little book and he's like talking about, oh, straight from heaven up above, you know, someone for you to love and all that. And then she wants to like see the baby that's all wrapped up and he's like, it's part of the service and he's like singing happy birthday. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of the whole beginning sequence, which I really like that song, you know, look out for Mr. Stork and all the storks are coming and they're dropping into Florida, which is ironic you know especially because that's where disney world ends up being but they're dropping all of the different animals they don't get that service is it because it was like after hours it was nighttime like <laughs> they're like oh i'm sorry you're delivering your baby in the middle of the evening you don't get the happy birthday song <laughs> you know like right. i thought that was interesting that they went and put the effort for the storks to have this service but literally, it was only for her. Like, none of the other animals got that same type of service. And it was in the middle of the night. I don't know. There was a lot of little things like that in this movie. Oh, just little things that didn't make sense, that didn't oh, add yeah, up. It's just... It was a very to-the-point type of movie. There was a lot of, like, plot holes, but... It's a cartoon from the 40s. It wasn't meant to have a dynamic plot that was going to, like, oh my god, that was so clever. Uh -huh. It wasn't... It wasn't built like that. It, it was cartoon about, oh, look how much this woman loves her child. And, oh, now she can't be near him because she kicked some kid's ass. And, right, right. Oh, now everyone makes fun of the kid. Oh, the kid can fly. Movie's over. Uh-huh. 
Well, and it's funny that you say that because this movie was deliberately designed to be that way. It was constructed to be very simple. Very, very simple. They deliberately made it simple so they could recuperate all of the losses from Fantasia and from Pinocchio. And it's funny because they actually did. This was half the cost of Snow White. It was less than a third the cost of Pinocchio. They used water backgrounds in order to save money, which only Snow White and Lilo and Stitch have ever done that process. They had really simple characters. There weren't any crazy lavish details. I mean, if you noticed, it was very, like you said, it's very simple. It wasn't well, super decorative and over the top. When the tent's the falling and they show people running out, it just looks like watermarks. On, right, on, right, like right. It's, and then when it shows them all on the train and it shows the animals, and it's like a real panned out view. Everything is super simple. There's no detail. As a side note, they wanted to focus all of the attention on the animals. All the detail they put into the animals is because that's the attention they wanted. They didn't want you really looking at anything else. There isn't. And if you think, too, about the different characters, which the whole stereotypical, possibly racist kind of thing could come into play possibly here, is when they the are putting folk. up, yeah, when they are putting up all the tent and they have all the black people, they're doing all the manual labor with the elephants to put up the tent. And the dark they have and in no, the rain. Yeah, they have no facial features, no facial structure. There's literally their hands look like mittens. Like they have no details to them whatsoever. You know, the clowns have more detail. The ring, yeah, they are fucking brutal. It shows them all, just, they all look buff as fuck. <laughs> they, their ancestors played football later. Yeah, they're all, they're all out there just like moving heavy shit with the elephants. Right. So that's probably something. But like you said, there wasn't a lot of detail in any of that. Even in the map, if you look at the map, they actually made some errors there from what I was researching. Alabama isn't drawn correctly on there. Um, they have Kentucky where Tennessee should be. So this movie, even though it was done so simple, I feel like it was also done semi-rushed. So it's got like a shit ton of errors. And when I was looking online, oh my gosh, like... It was just, it went on and on. There's, like, so many inconsistencies. Like you said, there's plot holes. There's, um, what do we call them? Those continuity, continuity errors. errors. There's things like that that happen. I mean, and I think it's because they wanted to make it short. They wanted to make it simple. It was low budget. It was still during the time when all of the Disney animators were still on strike. So they only had a few animators that were actually putting all of the stuff together. One of the biggest continuity errors is Casey Jr. If you watch Casey Jr., there's the caboose, which if people don't know what that is, is the end of the train. Last train. <laughs> last train car, right? Yeah, the last car. <laughs> the last car. There is... rail car, not train car. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry. I forget you have a background in that bullshit. I mean, it was great. You're, you're so awesome. Don't. <laughs> anyway, the caboose on the train, on the rail car, the whatever you said rail car yes that um sometimes it has a red flag sometimes it has a white flag sometimes it doesn't have a flag and it's literally as it's going through that song sequence it just it changes so many times we're like flag no flag yes flag red flag white flag and you're just like 
what the fuck, man? <laughs> that reminds me, I want to say before I, I forget, because I didn't think about it until you said that, the one scene that really made me chuckle, Rowan didn't catch it, but when he's going up the hill, he's saying, I think I can, I think I can, but he, you can barely understand it, because it just sounds like chugging. Oh, right, right, right. But then he gets over the hill, and, he's, and it screams out, and... Woohoo! Yeah, and he's like... <laughs> I thought I could, I thought I could, I thought I could. And that made me laugh. And everyone's like, oh, he made a squeak. I was like, no. It was, the, <laughs> it was what he was saying going up and going down that got right, me. Right, right. That was pretty funny because uh-huh. there was a lot of ass on that train. Right, right. He's got a big caboose. But um, we were talking about how simple it was and how I was able to recuperate the money. So what had happened is the initial budget for 1941 was $950,000. So that was $17.3 million for 2020. It actually cost eight hundred and thirteen thousand to make this movie, so it was so much less. And most times, movies don't come in under budget, and so that's fourteen point eight million for twenty twenty. It grossed one point three million, so it almost almost doubled, right? No, no, not, not really. really. <laughs> I, I told mean, you I'm not the math person. <laughs> how much did you say it cost? Eight hundred and thirteen thousand, and then it went to one point okay. three million. So, one it'd be one point six if it was one point six, and like so it's almost 26. double. I was yeah. close. I was close. And so that's twenty three point seven million. So it profited for twenty twenty fifteen point five million dollars. For this simple, 64-minute, very not-detailed, sad, depressing-ass movie, <laughs> it made so much money and helped recuperate costs that were, you know, money that was lost because of Fantasia and because of Pinocchio. And it's interesting because Dumbo is the first and only protagonist in any Disney movie who doesn't speak. As a side note, Dumbo is the first and possibly the only Disney movie that doesn't have an antagonist. Um, There's no specific villain. He deals with a lot of bad guys, but there's no very specific one like most movies have. He has no dialogue whatsoever, which is interesting. And he... (gasps) He's Link. What? (laughs) Oh, you're talking about from Zelda or whatever. (laughs) He actually speaks in the book, but he doesn't speak here. Um, This movie is one of the few that was set in 1941. It was actually, I don't want to say filmed, but it takes place like in America. Very few films um, end up doing that. 101 Dalmatia is the only movie that takes place in the same time frame that it's released, you know, like it's like 1960 something. Oh yeah. Dumbo was supposed to be on the cover of the time magazine in December of 1941. Do you want to know why (laughs) it didn't end up happening? Okay. The bombing of Pearl Harbor happened. So Dumbo did not go on the front cover of time magazine. Dumbo was supposed to be on the cover of time magazine, but you know, Pearl Harbor happened. So he didn't get that. Disney did not get put on Time Magazine. Oh, yeah. The name of the circus, it was funny because when you and Rowan were recording for the Disney with my daughter, you had literally paused it right at the part where Casey Jr. is, like, going to be going down the track and it has the sign for the circus. 
and it says WDP Circus. And it's funny because that's actually like an Easter egg. It actually stands for Walt Disney Productions (laughs) Circus. And it was funny because I walked down. I was like, oh, I wonder if he did that intentionally. But I don't think he did. I just had to pay. (laughs) Oh, and we were talking about how all the animators and stuff were on strike during when this movie was made. There's the part with the clowns. It's kind of like a gesture to those animators that went on strike is some of the clowns are actually animated after different people that worked in the studios and it's funny because their song is i'm gonna hit up the big boss for a raise (laughs) which is what a lot of the animators on strike were trying to do so they they kind of put that in there which is interesting oh and um when i was researching things So the Timothy Mouse guy, when they're doing the whole pink elephant scene, right before that, he's like floating on the different bubbles that Dumbo's making. Mm -hmm. He laughs exactly like Mickey. And I heard him laugh and I was like, oh my God, that is Mickey. When his head is in the bubble, isn't it? Uh, no, he's, it's like a zigzag kind of bubble and he's like floating down it. They almost look like stairs. And he laughs like Mickey, which was kind of funny. And then when they're up in the tree and the crow blows smoke into his face, he coughs like Mickey, too. So I don't know if those were specifically done as, like, the hidden Mickeys that they normally put in movies. Because I couldn't really find actual hidden Mickeys. Usually there's, like, an image of the Mickey symbol somewhere, anywhere. So I'm wondering if they put those in there as kind of, like... Yeah, I wasn't really looking for it. Well, yeah, because I researched this all beforehand, so I was specifically looking for stuff. Well, and I missed a bunch of little things because you had me watch it with Rowan, and she was like... Talking. Shut the fuck up for the first (laughs) half an hour. She likes to talk. I didn't want to shush her because that was the point was for her to react, but she was... Overreacting? She was overreacting. (laughs) I was looking at her just thinking, like, all right, turn it down, Uh Barbara Streisand, just... (laughs) she gets really into it and it's cute it is because she you know she wants to have her own like youtube channel and all of that she definitely needs to be in some kind of performing arts type of stuff just because of how she is but yeah they used a dumbo in the great mouse detective i don't know if you remember ever seeing the dumbo toy in the toy shop from I that don't movie. Remember. I'd have to watch it again. I, I well, don't know. we will watch it eventually. And then we'll talk about it and break it apart. Um, there is an octopus that's actually named after Dumbo, and it's so cute. It does. It looks like it looks like a little elephant. I'm gonna post that to social media. But an octopus. <laughs> but it's an octopus, and it's so cute. As a side note, it's actually the exact same type of octopus that is in Nemo. She's the cute little pink one that says, oh, I have one tentacle longer than all of my other ones. She is that type of octopus, which is interesting. It has a crazy name, and I couldn't pronounce it, and I'll probably like completely mess it up. It's a Grimpoteuthis, a genus of pelagic umbrella octopus known as the Dumbo Octopus. (laughs) And then you saw Casey Jr. He made a cameo in this movie. He was in The Reluctant Dragon. He had a really short piece in The Reluctant Dragon. So that was cool. 
I ended up going, and I was telling you how there were so many errors, like literally, like from here, it's like a whole page, page and a half of all the different errors. You know, giraffes have the wrong colored tongue, Dumbo drinks beer through his trunk, or no, it was champagne, you know, instead of putting it in his trunk and then putting it in his mouth. Just different, you know, little things like that. The hat that Mrs. Jumbo has at the very, very end, it's very similar to the hat she wore in the beginning of the movie, where it's got, like, the ruffles around the edge, mm -hmm. but then it, like, pans to a different view, and then her hat, it's like... It's like a yarmulke-looking kind of hat. It's just flat on her head. So there was that continuity kind of error. Yeah, it was just different different little things like that, this movie. It influenced a lot of different things. They were actually supposed to come out with a Dumbo 2. Did you know that? Doesn't surprise me. They uh, canceled it around 2006. The whole premise of the story was literally supposed to take place right after this movie so you know how they're on the train and he's flying with the mom or whatever like they literally get to their next destination and the movie is supposed to be the dumbo and a bunch of the other like animal friends end up getting lost in the city and they have to like find their way back 2006 so it only took them 65 years to be like nah <laughs> right <laughs> But, um, yeah, they get left behind by the circus. Like, I don't know how they could leave Dumbo behind. He's literally, like, their star performer. But, yeah, there's, like, twin bears. There's a curious zebra. There's an older hippo. There's an ostrich. They're supposed to be, like, a metaphor for, like, the different stages of childhood or whatever. But, yeah, it's supposed to explain about what happened to Dumbo's father. Because if you think about it, She's Mrs. Jumbo. He's Jumbo Jr. So where's the actual Jumbo? <laughs> like, what happened to him? There's literally no male elephants except for Dumbo. Well, yeah, it's, again, there's... Plot holes? No, 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 it's not even a plot hole. There's no plot. Oh. It doesn't exist. The, the It's... It's, here's an elephant with big ears. Point left. Oh, he can fly. <laughs> That's literally what oh, it is. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh, honey, honey, honey. You're so funny. So, my theory is that Jumbo, like the dad, this character was created after the real life Jumbo. I don't know if you ever heard of Jumbo. He was from the late 1800s. So, I'm pretty sure there was only one dead animal in that whole movie. There was a dead animal? Dead. Oh, a dad a animal. animal. <laughs> oh, the tiger, you mean? Yeah, the tiger. Well, and it's that was funny. was like the only one where there was a father. All the other ones are all these single moms. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I'm trying to think back. And it's funny because if you look at other scenes later on, so there's the parents, and then they had like four babies. If you go back and they go and they show images of the tigers again, it ends up being th just three adult tigers. Like, what happened to the babies? <laughs> like, you never see the baby tigers again after that, after the very beginning. So that was weird. But, um, but yeah, so I'm going to kind of tell you the story of Jumbo, who was a real elephant. So he was born in 1860. His mom was captured and killed in front of him by ivory hunters. 
after that, he was transferred to a zoo. He arrived in terrible health. He had like sores all over his body. His tail was rotten. His eyes were almost completely gone because of disease. He was an African elephant and his name, it was Jumbe, was actually Swahili for chief. And so that's what he was called. And it's funny because the word that we use, like jumbo, like something that's really large, actually came because of the elephant. Like we just started making that connection that something jumbo was something large because this elephant, he was humongous. He's still like to this date, the largest elephant that's like ever lived. It's crazy. Anyway, so they can reach up to 70 years of age, but he actually died at a really early age. He died in 1885. He was only 24. They said there were a lot of factors that contributed to his entire life being completely miserable, which is really sad. So when he worked at the zoo, he had visitors ride on his back. People would throw toys. They would, you know, throw coins. All the different rides that he did ended up leading to him having really bad knees. He had a lot of hip issues. When he died, they ended up doing an autopsy on him and found that he had like toys and coins and stuff in his stomach, which is so sad. He had a lot of rage issues. So he was constantly sedated with alcohol. Like they'd give him whiskey and champagne like every night. They even gave him biscuits that were like soaked like with alcohol in order to calm his rage. And I'm thinking it's because he saw his mom died. He's like forced to do all of these things, you know, and back then they didn't have organizations that had good treatment of animals in place, you know, so he's like in this itty bitty little container and it's sad. There were pictures online that were just, they were terrible. So he became an alcoholic. He was claustrophobic. He would stomp. He would ram. He would bellow. He would destroy things. Because he was a male, you know, there was that whole testosterone thing and he needed to copulate <laughs> and he couldn't or he wasn't allowed to or whatever. So it's called must, must, M-U-S-T-H, where it's a male mating like age aggression thing and they can have their testosterone levels increase like 60 times more than normal so he was a raging well, because bull elephant <laughs> yeah pretty much along those lines um he had intense and ongoing tooth pain his teeth would not grow in properly and it was most likely because he didn't have the proper diet like he would if he was living out in the wild, which would help with his teeth and how they came in. He would grind his tusk down on his cage bars, which were like a sign of stress, you know, and he would like throw himself against his cage, which would in turn also break his tusks. So yeah, it was really, really sad. Um, eventually, because he was such a problem, the zoo sold him to... P.T. Barnum. Barnum and Bailey Circus. And yeah, he's like been the tallest elephant ever. He was almost 11 feet tall. If he actually lived a full life, he would have been at least 13 feet tall. And I'm going to post pictures to social media too because he was a huge elephant. So how'd it go with P.T. Barnum? Did he just whip him until he died or what? (laughs) No. Because I hear P.T. Barnum wasn't that great of a person. Well, I mean, it was still not great conditions. uh, He's really glorified in 
greatest showman, but I hear he was not like that. Yeah, I mean, his condition, his living conditions didn't really improve. They still ended up sedating him, like, every night, giving him tons of alcohol. Like, what I was reading, they specifically said that he knew he was going to, they would give him, what do you call it, a fifth of whiskey or something? Okay. And what they would do is, he knew exactly when they were coming, because elephants are smart as fuck. He would sit and wait patiently. He would hold out his trunk. They would pour the whole fifth of whiskey into his trunk, and he'd wait until it was all gone, and then he would put it in his mouth and drink it down. And they said in the article that you would literally hear him sigh, like, audibly, like, with satisfaction. Yeah, that's called alcoholism. <laughs> he was an alcoholic. Yeah. They made the fucking elephant into an alcoholic, and it's so sad. You know, they're so smart. They have all of these emotions, and... Yeah, well, he didn't want that. He'd calm the fuck down, because he's like, all right, cool. I'm getting my fix. Don't fuck it up. Right, right, right. I mean, it's just... It's so sad what happened to him. And like I said, his life didn't improve when he ended up going P.T. Barnum. It was basically the same, you know claustrophobic small tight areas you know constantly working and you know people riding him and things like that and what ended up happening he was hit by a freight train like they were trying to load him into the rail car so they could leave of all things i know it's so sad like it's so sad and the person that was directing him couldn't get him to move fast enough so the train hit him he ended up getting thrown and pushed under another rail car. It crushed his skull and one of his tusks like hit his brain. It's so sad. It took him 15 minutes to die and he died obviously of like internal injuries and internal bleeding and things like that. And what broke my heart the most is that you could see a picture of him laying on the side of like the train tracks and all these people around him. And he's just this huge, magnificent beast. Like he's just this ginormous elephant. And even at that point, he didn't get to rest. Even in death, he was still mistreated. What they ended up doing is as soon as he was dead, <laughs> they stuffed him. They put him on display. They traveled him around the country for an additional, I think it was like, 10 or 15 years or something like that until he was placed in in some kind of a museum so that people could see him because he was such a huge elephant but it's like he had such a miserable life yeah thanks for sharing that <laughs> super depressing uh story i'm sorry that was i'm gonna go cry myself to sleep now oh honey and, i'm sorry uh, no i'm okay but that I'm does <laughs> fucking suck though the only thing I can think is that the Jumbo that passes away, the only thought I could think is that maybe that's the dad of the Dumbo in this cartoon. No, no, you said he never got the busted nut. <laughs> that's right. I did say that. So it ain't him. It's not him. It's not him. So all of this depressing story was for nothing. It's not even related. Oh, and here you go. Here you go. But no, it is. It's it's extremely sad. They, I don't know, they kind of did this movie 
I would think maybe to honor him or something. I don't know why, but they were stating that they named the characters in this cartoon after this iconic elephant. They did that so that they would get more views. That's why. Oh, because people would be familiar be with like, the elephant. A movie about a elephant with big ears would be like, yeah, it's uh, based off a of jumbo. People are like, oh shit, that sounds cool. Right, right. And then they watched it and they were like, that that was nothing to do with jumbo. He wasn't in there at all. Right. Yeah, this little elephant that could fly. Yeah. Pink dancing elephants. An elephant <laughs> made entirely out of elephant heads. I know, it was so fucking creepy. Oh, there was a lot more continuity error, 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 blah, blah, blah. continuity errors that were in the movie. So he's cleaning him with the toothbrush before the baby mind scene. Uh-huh. Where he's like, oh yeah, I made an appointment. We can get to go see your mom. He's like cleaning with the toothbrush and he's like on his head. And he's like, yeah, let's go see her. Toothbrush disappears. <laughs> Where'd it go? It's gone. He uh, yeeted that shit into the cage with the lions. Right, right. And then when they're up in the tree and they look down, you can see there's like no other branches. There's nothing else really around. But when they crash, you hear him hit a branch and it breaks and hit a branch and it breaks. And then when they finally land on the ground, they splash in like a little pond. But when they're in the tree, you don't see that. So where did that come from? You don't see what? The pond? <laughs> you don't see the pond. You don't see the branches or anything. Like, from the angle that you're looking at, none of that is there. But then they, like, appear. Well, yeah, and then when they look at the tree, you just see all the broken branches. Right, but they weren't there before. Well, they were just trying to pump something out so they could get some money. It happens. And being an animated film, one of Disney's originals, people were... Ready to pay money to see it because there wasn't really much else like it. Right. Oh, yeah. There's a stuffed Dumbo in Lilo and Stitch. It's like in the corner. They're looking out the window. The girl. It's like when the shooting star. And she's like, get out. Get out. I got to make a wish. You can like see the little elephant in the corner. We'll we'll get there when we. I I believe you. (laughs) But. Yeah, there was. Um. There were a lot of errors with this movie. There was a lot of emotions with this movie. But Disney did what he needed to. You know, he got his money back. He was able to go on to make other great films. Bambi is what's coming right after this. And Bambi did phenomenally. I mean, again, it's another sad movie, which if you think about most of Disney's movies... People are either orphaned, they have a single parent, you know, somebody dies from some tragic accident. Like, there's always some kind of terrible thing that happens. You know, and it's always Disney's family movies and they're great and it's about love and this and that. But it's, there's so much tragedy in it too. And it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. So... I don't know, but that is pretty much all I got. Oh, the thing that I got from IMDb that I thought was pretty great. It said this movie is about, quote, ridiculed because of his enormous ears. A young circus elephant is assisted by a mouse to achieve his full potential. 
I felt like this was very similar to Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer. You know, it's Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's literally like two days from Christmas. Because, you know, he was innocently ridiculed. He was treated cruelly for this physical deformity that he had. But both of them were able to achieve, you know, some kind of extraordinary success because of this attribute that everybody was like making fun of. But it wasn't that they achieved this success in spite of having this deformity or this physical ailment, which I thought was actually pretty cool, you know? Yeah. So it was a very interesting parallel, especially, you know, because it's the season. It's that holiday season. Anyway, you're tired. I'm tired. This was definitely one of our less fun episodes just because it is so sad and depressing. It just wasn't that good of a movie. (laughs) I still love the music. I'm still sticking to that. I really enjoyed the music and I'm glad that they won an Academy Award for Best Original Music Score. I think that was well-deserved. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure I'll be fine if I never watch it again. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to redo this podcast episode, so you won't have to watch it again unless the child wants to watch it. But then you'll probably make me watch it with her. She'll come on the other (laughs) side of the room and watch it. (laughs) Watch it by herself and be all sad and depressed about it. She won't watch it again. She fell asleep the first time. She ain't gonna watch that shit again. I know. I think I had her watch it when she was really little. And she probably doesn't remember it. She doesn't remember a lot of the the Disney that I've forced on her from infancy. (laughs) But anyway, hon, I really appreciate that you did this with me. I know it was super short notice. The holidays, it's been crazy. I would have loved to have, you know, a friend record with me but everybody's busy so i'm glad you could step in at the last minute and help me out with a movie that you apparently despise (laughs) i don't despise it it just wasn't good no i know i know boring and and stuff i know we didn't have wine this time to help you out (laughs) i would have fallen asleep if we had wine tonight oh good 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 well thanks again i really appreciate it you're so pretty. Don't touch me. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, goodness. All right. Well, that's it. We're all done. It's all good. So as a side note, they say pachyderm a lot in this movie. And I was pretty sure I knew what it meant. But in case I wasn't sure, I decided to look it up. And hey, if some of you don't know what it means, here you go. Pachyderm is a very large mammal with thick skin, especially an elephant, rhinoceros, or hippopotamus. So, there you go. Well, that was episode 5, Dumbo. Thanks so much for listening. You can email me at adultsondisney at gmail.com. You can follow Adults on Disney Podcast on Facebook, Adults on This Podcast on Instagram. And if you enjoyed the podcast and want to support more episodes, exclusive content, and a Patreon-only Facebook group, you can join my Patreon at Adults on Disney. This also makes it to where I can have ad-free content. You don't have to worry about commercial breaks or any type of interruptions so i would definitely appreciate your support you can catch me next time talking shit about bambi
piece. 